Oh boy. Alrighty. Alrighty. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark. Happy Smackdown Day, I guess. It was fine. It was fine. I just don't feel like I can say happy any day at this point. I feel like... Happy Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. Yeah, but you you could say Happy Wednesday. You could say Happy Thursday. You could say Happy Saturday and Sunday. True. There are happier days out there. Um, and at this point, I I'd even say Happy Tuesday. NXT 2.0 is going to grow in on me a little bit. Um, but... I'm saying that's hard to really get behind any WWE product at this point. I know. But regardless of, of the people in charge, I like to support my favorite wrestlers, and most of them happen to be in WWE. Um, but uh, that is something that we've been thinking about with the recent releases. Um, and everything kind of turning to shit with the WWE. Um, it, it gets harder and harder to support them every day. And and in this show, we kind of support them. We pay for the pay-per-views to then react to. We watch the shows every week. Us watching the shows won't change. Um, but we're thinking of changing up our our schedule. Um, now, for those who follow us on Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast, you would see that we did a poll um, where we said that we're thinking of switching to covering Dynamite, Impact, and a third show. Um, and the options in the poll were to keep doing WWE stuff, to do a Rampage uh, post-show, to do a Rampage live watch-along, and to do a a random indie show of the week it could be it could be indie could be uh the the big show whatever whatever is kind of in the spotlight we big would show show? the big show show whatever's kind of in the spotlight we we would do a, a a discussion on it on sundays or yeah sundays um now of course this is still up in the air because we're still trying to figure stuff out but what won that poll was the random Sunday show, which could be really fun because we could do like, like you know, may- maybe something big happens in a WWE show. We could make it, we could make that thing we react to. If there's a if there's a GCW show, we could do that. Maybe Stardom, NJPW, any anything that we want to talk about that day, we would basically make it about that basically whatever whatever's making the news i guess yeah Um, Yeah. it's just it's it it's as much as i love supporting the wrestlers that we like it's so hard to know that you're supporting the wwe still because it's just consistently getting worse i don't think it's going to get better either um it's just a failed company no way. Well, I wouldn't say it's a failed company. It morally failed. How's that? 
Uh, yeah. But, uh, we'll, as we'll talk about in the news, there is more to this than just them releasing people. There's, there's a lot more that is hard to support. Um. So, this is Pinfall Podcast Smackdown, you know. Uh, I think you already introduced it. Um. Let me give a little little nutshell. Um, and we'll keep updating for the progress of the change in the show as it goes on. It's not going to be a, a, an instant dramatic change. It's going to be something that is talked about along the way and we'll, we'll shift to over time. You're not going to see us next week be like, and for our AW Dine, my poach show. Poach you know. show. Poach show. Boat, Boat show. show. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. So, the main focus of this episode was uh, the conflict between New Day and the Bloodline. After what happened last week, the Usos wanted, uh, or the, the New Day wanted Jimmy to bend the knee. Um, and, and the Usos wanted Xavier to acknowledge the tribal chief. And so there was a match for that. None of it really mattered because nobody bent the knee. Um, and aside from that, I mean, we got some hit row Sami Zayn stuff that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, the Sonya Naomi stuff didn't really go anywhere today. That also makes me like not comfortable. Like it's just getting every week without like any like change in the story it's always just like well why are we still doing this well to be fair there was progress today in a way because naomi won she won a match she won against Shayna, so that's i mean a change more so in like sonya's disposition yeah like at least give us like a a real reason because I don't want her real reason to be, I don't think that you're good enough. Like, that's... It's a WWE reason. Yeah, honestly. Um, what else did we get? Uh, we saw Ridge. We, get, we got a changing character for Shotzi. I think she's ditching the tank and the metal look. Which, why would you ditch the tank? That thing would print you money, WWE. That is an instant moneymaker. Why? Yeah. Unless they get. Like, what if they're giving it to Tegan? I just. I feel like her. Her gimmick was so different from like. The other gimmicks. Yeah, and now. Yeah. Now she's Scarlet. Actually, you know, I guess she kind of wouldn't mind because they're friends. Uh huh. I feel like I look so dead. I didn't put on any makeup today. You look fine. It's like, I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what would be nice. Finish this podcast and just literally hop right into bed. <laughs> um, we also got a change in name for Umberto and Angel. They're Los Lotharios. They should have been named uh, Umberto Scarza because it's both of their names. Um, yeah, the, the Sammy Hit Row stuff is very, very uncomfortable. 
Uh, we got a match with the Viking Raiders and Corbin and Moss, which was awful. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing else. Very uh, mediocre episode, I guess. Yeah, it was neither here nor there for me. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about the news? Yeah. Um. I feel like it's it, it goes without saying. Like, there's some news to go with the one news piece that I'm going to do today. I'm not going to do any real news. We all know what the news is. Yeah, the um, the only talking, the only thing we need to talk about is the releases and everything related to that. Yeah. Um. First thing we can talk about to kind of get this out of the way, because this isn't going to be quite as meaty as... Um, in addition to the... <laughs> haven't seen this. Like, I, I know I counted... I forgot. In addition to the 18 wrestlers, 18, 18 wrestlers that were released yesterday, mm-hmm. they also released several office staff members. The CFO. Oh, yeah, were so, you going to say that? Sorry. Um, there was Laura... Pe- Pe- already right off the bat, can't fucking do it. There was <laughs> Laura Petroselli, um, who was WWE's vice president of branding, who worked directly with this um, chief branding officer, Stephanie McMahon. Um, she's been with the company since 2009. Jeez. John Stamatis, who was WWE's senior vice president of global marketing and sales strategy for more than four years. Uh, Laura Todd, who has been with WWE since 2007 as its vice president of partnership marketing. And Mike Giacco, who... Um, was the talent, sales, and global partnerships department member um, for over eight years. Um, And that is in addition to the Senior Vice President of Creative Services, Stan Stansky, and Chief Financial Officer, Christina Salin. And the thing is, is that, like, these aren't, like, people that they're taking off the, like, out of the office and, like, they're not rehiring people. Or, like, sorry, not rehiring, but, like, refilling those positions. They're refilling the positions. Mm -hmm. They just said, fuck you to those people. Which is like mind-boggling. Was WWE struggling or something? No, they weren't because they had extremely high, like the extremely high uh, quarterly earnings. One hundred and fifty-six billion dollars. The CFO, uh, Christina, whatever her last name is, she was the one who who uh, announced the quarterly earnings. And so, WWE pulled her aside, and they were like, "Actually, bitch, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's you, fucking insane." Give us bad PR. Maybe don't release all those people. Get better creative. Fire fucking Kevin Dunn, Bruce Pritchard. My nose turned red. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. That. Those are like. Those are like. The upstairs people. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine you work for a company. And all of a sudden, like, the people that, like, you kind of expect to have shit under control are ousted. Yeah. I feel like nothing tells me more that WWE is selling than that. Yeah. And... Only because that's what they, that's what you do. Like, when you sell your company to another company, they're like, okay, we don't want these people, we want these people, we'll bring in our people for this. Yeah, like, um, I, I forget who reported on this, but this is kind of related. 
when when Bray Wyatt was released, uh, somebody had said that they they said budget cuts were the reason he was released, and he was getting them tons of money. So what does that mean for us? That was a quote from Sean Ross Sapp mm-hmm. from, from a WWE town. Right. Um, yeah, that's and that's a fair fucking point, because, I mean... <laughs> huh? Like, yeah. you can't... It's not... And also for John Laurinaitis to be, like, it was budget cuts, and then for, like, the emails, like, and to come out from, like, the people who were fired... Or to be like, not about that at all. Actually, it's like yeah. we knew it wasn't about that, but like at least be fucking honest. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to give my or do you want to list the releases first? Yeah. Sorry, I got so caught up in the fucking back office people getting fired. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So okay, obviously yesterday there was quite a bit that fucking happened. Um. It started with a trickle, and it became Sean Rossap tweeting faster than I knew was possible. Um, and I guarantee you that man has, like, like, type out, like, somebody's name and then copy and paste has been released. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brian Alvarez gave us a handy little tweet. Um, the people that were released yesterday were Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Jesse Camilla, Katrina Cortez, who was um, the... Only best woman that's ever been in the WWE. Um, I think she's like 19 or 20. What about... Isn't Io Shirai counted in there? She was masked when she began. I didn't say it, so... She would come out masked. She would take it off for the mask. I think it's because, like, Trina Cortez wrestled with the mask. Um, Anyways. Jeet Rama, who was just beaten up uh, by Solo Sokoa in... Uh, NXT this past week. Uh, Oni Lorcan, uh, Trey Baxter, Zeta Ramirez, Scarlet, B-Fab, Grand Metalique, who asked to leave, Lince Dorado, who might have asked to leave, uh, Karrion Cross, Harry Smith, who was British Bulldog's fucking son, which is just... <laughs> um, Nia Jax, also crazy, Eva Marie, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim. All released. To budget cuts. Also, I said billion for their quarterly earnings. It was million. My, mm. I don't know where I got billion from by any means. That's fucking insane. Um, but yeah, um, like I'll go through this real quick. Keith Lee nearly fucking died, and still was like, "I want to wrestle for you guys." They said, um, and on top of that, it's just like. It's also important to note that um, Oni Lorcan has been announced for WXW 16 Carat Tournament, mm-hmm. um, which is really awesome. That's super exciting for him. Um, Trey Baxter has been announced for a GCW show in December, I think, December 4th and December 17th. Um, I think those are the only people so far who have announced anything um and there were sorry i had a little too much salsa today i guess um 
Originally, it was stated that it was budget cuts, and then Sean Rossab came out with a report that it had to do with the vaccination status of certain people. Not everybody, but certain people. At least five. Um, at least five. Um, which... Might be able to guess which five, uh, but that's not the point, really. Um, then there was Nia Jax, who vaccinated or unvaccinated, had taken time off for mental health reasons, was given a return schedule, uh, requested an extension to her uh, her leave, and then got. They're supposed to come back on the fifteenth. Uh, yeah. And BFAB had just been called up. Yeah. She just signed a new contract. What is what is the fucking point of a contract besides to say you work for us unless we don't want you to work for us? That's what a contract is, actually. Never mind. Yeah. What do you do? I know how money works. Um. Now, in in relation to those releases, what might lead to more releases in the future, uh, according to Brian Alvarez, um, on on the latest Brian and Vinny show, and Lance Storm is a special guest, and and Alvarez talked about how there's a new plan for WWE's developmental. the The plan is to evaluate talent every six months, and the people who don't improve are released. That is fucking bullshit. It takes I mean, like, years to develop. Yeah, and on top of that, it's like... I, like I, in my company, where I work, we have a six-month like evaluation. But really, it's just to like, set goals. Mm-hmm. Like, we set goals... Um, in the beginning of the year, and then halfway through the year, we kind of reevaluate the goals and like make sure we're like on track. At no point do I ever assume in those meetings that I'm going to be fucking fired mm-hmm. if I don't somehow live up to those goals. Right. It's just, I mean, imagine what it's. I cannot imagine. I can kind of imagine because I've kind of been in this position before, but I cannot imagine what it must be like to work at a company where like your friends no matter what are always at risk of being fired people around you are being fired it's like that cannot be good for morale mm-hmm. that can't be oh it's definitely not i mean as as i mentioned with the people after Bray was released, like everyone's worried about themselves. If you if you were in a work environment where you fear for your job every day, yeah, <laughs> that's not a good work environment. Um, I also have to imagine that it's like imagine the stress you must feel when, like, especially if you're one of these like. Wrestlers, imagine the stress you must feel when you see the first, like, so-and-so has been released tweet. And you're just, like, waiting for that fucking phone call of, like, well. And also, like, the fact that, like, there's, like, people now, like, BFAB has, like, I I assume, I don't know, she might, she well, she just signed a new contract, so she probably has the 90-day non-compete. Yeah. Which fucking sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's just Mia so Yim has a 90-day non-compete, even though she hasn't wrestled a single match in the main roster this year. Um, but, uh, I mean, going back to the six months thing, um, look, if you, if you were to look at The Rock and Stone Cold's careers six months in, you would think they had, like, horrible horseshit gimmicks and that they should have been fired. Like, you would have, they would have been released if you looked at them six months down the road. Like, that is bullshit. You're... And they're also expectants from people who haven't wrestled before. People they're building up from scratch. It's going to take longer than six months to build up people. What the fuck? It's also, it's like, so Britt Baker said something. Um, God, I hope, I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to find it quickly enough, but. Um, Britt said. Um, that, like, you can't take models and just, like, random athletes, throw them into a warehouse, expect everybody to learn as quickly as the other person and learn everything the same way as the other person. Like, that's not a successful model. It's not at all. Not one bit. Because it's it's one thing to understand how to do a promo. Like, that takes a lot. Of, there, there are specific lessons and classes you have to take just for that. But also, you are, you are putting these people in the hand. Like, you are trusting these people with the lives of their coworkers. Like, if, if these people screw up in their job, somebody's life, career... Or, or, like, physical ability could be ended. It it takes longer than six months. I mean, you saw J.C. Jane. She almost, like, fucking ended herself. Yeah. She's trying to dive through the fucking ropes. Yeah. And also, it's just... You know... They... Ember fucking Moon. How do you fire her? Keith Lee, too. I mean, Keith Lee? Mia, like, there are so many people on this fucking list where I'm like... Watch back. Watch back 2019 Survivor Series, where Keith fucking Lee squared off with Roman Reigns. If you couldn't see that he was a star then... Also look up the moment when he squared off against Brock Lesnar. Keith Lee is a fucking star, and he was willing to to morph to their creative. He he went heel. He did the Bearcat thing, and he showed that he could do it. But yet that wasn't enough, I guess. Um, but in in also regards to their developmental. It's also just reported that WWE is also looking for something else. They're specifically trying to hire women that are age 25. I, I don't know if it's 25 a little older or, or specifically no, they're, 25. No, they're, they're not hiring over 25. Uh, so my dreams are crushed. Well, you're 25. You could do it. 
Fuck, I've got to start training. Uh, yeah. Got a couple months oh, No, 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 don't train. Don't. They don't want you if you're oh. training. I've got to go get, get hot, I think. You gotta, you gotta either learn to learn to sing, play, play a sport, or uh, be a model. I've played a sport. I know how to play a sport. Recently. I've exercised recently. That's too much. Well, shit. Um. Yeah, I just. You know, talked about so much in like media and what have you. It's like women aren't allowed to be like over the age of like mid twenties, or else they're fucking like ancient. Yeah. And the WWE said, "Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Got the right idea, Chief." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. You want to talk about tonight's episode, or is there more news to talk about? I mean, I could go on for a couple of hours about this. Yeah, we don't have time for that. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the episode. So, tonight's SmackDown was it was fine, I guess. So, Roman Reigns comes out with a bloodline. He says last week. I wasn't at SmackDown. When you smash somebody like Brock, you gotta celebrate. So I took a vacation. I was naked with my wife. She loved it. What was that about? <laughs> uh, so, tiny little nowhere town, acknowledge me. From my understanding, not everybody had a good week. Your tribal chief wasn't here. And that dumbass Brock Lesnar. He went ahead and got himself fined a million dollars and suspended indefinitely. I'm the man responsible for it. Wise man, what else happened last week? Uh, Paul started stammering. He says, Kayla was bothering me. And, and Roman says, wise man, wise man, what else happened last week? He says, oh, the Usos had a match with the New Day. The titles weren't on the line. Roman says, who won and who lost? Paul said, the match was won by the New Day. Roman said, the New Day aren't better than the Bloodline. I'm having trouble understanding how my cousins lost to the New Day. Which one of you got pinned in that match? They both pointed at each other. Um, but, but Jimmy concedes pretty quickly. And Roman says, you lost, huh? Tell us all how you're gonna make, how you're gonna fix this problem. Jimmy says, "I'm gonna kick that crown off that big ass head. I'm gonna make him acknowledge who the real king is, the universal champion, Roman Reigns." The new day come out, and uh, Xavier says, "Sir Kofi, it looks as if they forgot my table." I thought that when you were king around here, you sat at the head of the table. And then you never stopped talking about it. And then you made a shirt saying you're the head of the table in case you forgot. Kofi says, or maybe your table was forgotten on your island of relevancy, an island in which you can, only you can reside. It must be so sad and lonely. 
<laughs> They're fucking killing it with this whole king bit with Xavier. This is perfect. I love that they're both having fun. Yeah. I love that somebody can have fun. <laughs> um, Xavier says, It's time for us to get to the portion of the program people, can't, people care about. The people in my kingdom, I'm here to propose a challenge. If Jimmy, Jimmy Uso is able to defend, defeat me tonight, I will have no problem acknowledging you. When I defeat young James Uso, he will be made to bend the knee. Uh, Jimmy says, nobody's taking orders from you, chump. Nobody's bending any knee. Bloodline bends the knee to nobody. Roman takes the mic. <laughs> Roman holds out a hand. <laughs> Jimmy's hesitant to give it to him. But Paul's like, give him the mic. Put the mic in his hand. You put it in the hand. That's where it belongs. <laughs> Roman says, the bloodline accepts. Uh... <laughs> This is great. Kofi says, The night king's will be done tonight. James Uso. Jim Uso. Jiminy. Oh, wait, no, it was James Uso. Jim Uso. Jiminy Uso. <laughs> shall indeed face our king in combat tonight. This is amazing. This is. This is gonna be amazing. In the future and today and always. Alright. So then we're supposed to have a match between Naomi and Shayna Baszler. Uh before we get there, Sonya has an interview on Gorilla. I didn't write what happened because uh uh I couldn't hear it. Um but it is just her rambling about Naomi, I'm pretty sure. And then Liz lead us guide us through Naomi versus Shayna Baszler. Please? I don't know if I want to. Please? I'm tired of this. Please? Fine. Um, so Naomi hits us off with a lovely little pounce on Shayna and a ground pound. Um, Shayna hits Naomi with a really German suplex. Naomi hits Shayna with a lateral press crossbody off the top rope. It's kind of back and forth for a little while. Um, then Naomi hits like Fucking like a DDT to Shayna. Shayna's got like her whole body inside the ring and her head's hanging over the ropes outside the ring. And Naomi takes her knees on either side of Shayna's face and like DDTs her into the that apron. That was cool. That was fucking strange and I loved it. Yeah. It, it looked like, like Shayna was going to do the thing where you like toss them over your back. To get her back in the ring, but Naomi countered that. It was cool. Yeah. Um. So then Naomi ends up rolling up Shayna quickly to beat her. Um. It seems like it's all fun and games. It's been it's been a good day. Uh. Naomi's won, but she hasn't because uh, Sonya comes out. She restarts the match because she says that in theory there was a rope break or something. I don't fucking know. It was uh, um, Naomi grabbed the rope. When she started going for the pin, that was a rope break. Um. Anyways, Shanna quickly wins the the second half of the match with a Kirifuda clutch instantly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, but in in her interview, Sonia did say that like someday she might fight Naomi 
one-on-one. So I have a feeling that day is going to come soon. And that's what this is all leading to. Sure. And Naomi's going to beat Sonya. Sure. It's, it's what's going to happen. I, I see it in the future. So then we get the bloodline in the locker room. Roman says, I take one, one vacation. Smackdown sucks. Uh, Jay said, we don't lose. And Roman said, why don't we lose? And Jay says, we're the ones. We then get a Rich Holland interview. He says he wants to fight Sheamus because he's tough and he'd fit right in with the, bullet, with the lads back home. He says, I remember when he beat John Cena for the WWE Championship and when he won the Royal Rumble and cashed down on Roman Reigns and won, all the lads at home popped. And then we get a Shotzi Blackheart promo. Or Shotzi. I think she's just going a Shotzi now. Removing the Blackheart. I don't know why yeah. you would do that. but uh, She says... I have finally had enough. I had title opportunities. I lost my partner. I lost the support of the WWE Universe. Thanks to Sasha, I lost the biggest match of my career. I'm not going to smile and pretend everything's okay. Sasha is my target. I'm going to run over Sasha Banks and anyone else that gets in my way. And I think she's abandoned the tank gimmick. Yeah. The One of the stupidest decisions WWE has made. That thing... That tank, the tank alone, that is a money maker. Imagine the toys, imagine the shirts, imagine fucking just like the appeal of seeing a fucking tank come in. The WrestleMania moment when you can roll in a real tank. Your Triple H moment right there. Mark, you're implying that they're like building up stars. So, I don't really know what you expect. You're right. Shotzi's not a quarterback. Yeah. She's neither a quarterback, nor is she... A man. Well, I guess that doesn't even get you that far nowadays, so... Uh-huh. It's literally Keith Lee... No, I guess Keith wasn't young. Yeah. So... <sighs> How is Danny Burch still in the WWE if Oni oh. isn't? Maybe we, we should hold back on asking, how is this person still in WWE? Like, I, I mean, I understand, because what is Birch without Oni? Like, the pair have been synonymous with each other, like, like the entire time. But at the same time, if Danny Birch still has a job, good for him. Even if we don't see him on TV ever. He, I wonder if he's still injured. Wasn't he back? I feel like he, he was back on TV. I feel like he was back, but I also feel like that was a fever dream. Let me let me look it up in, on Cage Match. I feel like I made it up in my head. I feel like, like he maybe did he too. came back, but he didn't wrestle. Maybe. But also, I feel like they had a tag team match recently. Like I don't mean it like Danny Burch is not talented. I just mean like. No, no, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. You've seen him less. Because Oni had a match slightly more recently. According to uh, Cage Match, the last time he had a match was August 24th, 
against uh, MSK for the tag title. Oh, I think I remember because I think MSK did like an open challenge and we were like, who the fuck's going to come out? And then they came out and we were like, oh, okay. Um, let me check Pro Fight DB because maybe Cage Match is wrong. Um, because I do remember him coming back at some point. Like, Miriam said he came back, had, like, one match, and then Pete and Rich turned on them. Um. Oh! Oh, yeah, okay. Was it a match, though? Yes, it was. Because didn't they lose to MSK and then Pete and Rich turned on them? Wasn't that what happened? I, I guess happened. so, yeah. I guess MSK, August 24th. August 24th, really? I totally forgot that Pete and Ridge turned on Danny and Oni. That was like bef that before 2.0. I guess it makes sense. I don't remember everything seeing was them brighter back then. Yeah, Even everything was, was dimmer. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole was throwing water bottles at the heads of women. Bay Bay. Adam Cole was still in WWE. <laughs> Hey, he's doing better. He's doing better now. He's with his fucking hot girlfriend, so. Yeah, but maybe Tony's gonna step in. You don't know. And his hot best friends, the Young Bucks. And his hot best friends, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Budge. <laughs> if he was doing WWE, we wouldn't have Budge. It's true, actually. <laughs> Boobs. Maybe this is all for the best. Oh, God. Uh, it's good to still laugh at something in wrestling. Alright, so... Um, moving on, we, we had Los Lotharios versus Cesaro and Mansoor. I'm going to check cage match for the last time Cesaro had a match on TV. I think it was hey, against Seth... I think it was Seth Rollins was his last match. Yeah, that would make sense. But I don't understand why he was doing this tonight. I I don't know. I mean, who else are you going to pair him with? But also, pair him up with anyone. Pair up Mansoor with anyone. Or just pair up... Get, get a tag team. Get a fucking tag team. You had, you had the Creed brothers... Chasing the twenty four seven title, just have them. You you instead of having the Viking Raiders face fucking uh, Mad Cat Moss and Corbin, God, fucking light my eyes. Um, have Los Lotharios take on Moss and Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Or or have Kevin Owens fight Corbin Moss with uh, alongside Shinsuke. You know, Shinsuke doesn't always need to fight Boogs. So the last match, uh, okay, the last match uh, uh, Cesaro had was in the King of the Ring tournament. That was his last TV match against okay. Finn. But before that, uh, he yeah he fought Seth Rollins September th oh September third, my birthday. Yeah, he he wrestles far few and far between now. Sucks. Such a great wrestler. Give him a story. I think they're. I think they're Daniel Bryaning him. 
I think they're using him to put other people over. But even toward... I wouldn't even say that they ever did that with Daniel Bryan. He never really put anybody over. I mean, they tried to with Cesaro, but he never really had a match with Cesaro. He he just had he teamed alongside of him against Roman Reigns. I don't remember any point where they actually had Daniel Bryan put anybody over like he did Drew Gulak. That was probably the last time he did that. And look where that got us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so we start with Mansoor versus Angel Garza. There's a dropkick to Angel, but he spikes Mansoor into the mat. Um, Angel eventually gets the pants off. It's a little heel hook on Mansoor. Mansoor wants out of the ring, but Garza refuses to let him go. He kind of anchors him in. Um, Mansoor ends up hitting a DDT to Angel after countering a move. Um, this gets Cesaro in. This gets Umberto in. Uh, there's some uppercuts repeatedly to Umberto, and then, um... Cesaro uppercuts Garza ringside. Um, hits back into the ring. Hits Umberto with a springboard corkscrew uppercut. Um, Garza is not the legal man at this time, but he also gets swung. Um, and then Carrillo knocks Cesaro down. Mansoor breaks the cover. Carrillo gets Angel in and then holds Cesaro for a dropkick from Angel to win. There is a name for this, um, but it is Spanish, and I don't quite catch it. I didn't catch it either. I know I they said it like twice, and I still... I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> just watching uh, uh, the start to the John Silver-Adam Cole match. <laughs> and John Silver mocked Adam Cole's in- walkout. He copied it, came in, and did the... Like, he, he bent down and did the... Budge! <laughs> I love that. And then Adam Cole just went in and kicked him in the face. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Great stuff. All right. So then we had Aaliyah, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy backstage. Sammy's going. Confusing promo. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. Sammy's going off. He, he's saying this place is all about appearances. Two words pantsuit. He walks off, and Aaliyah asks Jeff, is he always like that? And Jeff says, yes, welcome to SmackDown. What the fuck is this? What was this I thought this that, promo? like, this was gonna, like, spur, like, a, maybe, like, a little feud with Sammy and Jeff? Or something? Nope. I thought maybe Aaliyah was, I, like, I don't know, I... This was confusing, because, like... Jeff was the least confusing bit of this, I think. Yeah. Because... Aaliyah, I expected to be a heel. She kind of... That intro promo kind of gave the vibe that she was going to be a heel. Right. Like kind of a Carmella type thing. Yeah. And Sammy wasn't a dick. Sam, Sammy's still nuts. He's still nutso. He said no character progression. Yeah, I really thought that like... Well, not to put it in simple terms, but I really thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariam said, is Sammy the new Robert Stone? I hope not. I I really hope not. Please, no. Sammy's you such a great wrestler. Sammy. I know that, like, Sammy's whole thing is, like, they're out to get him, and, like, everybody WWE, like, wants him to fail. 
Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, how true is that, though? They, they've like... had all this stuff of, like, them, them, like, all this conspiracy stuff. They had the documentary for a little bit that never actually released. Um, where is it going? Because they're still doing it. Last week, they cut them off mid-sentence. Yeah. It's, like, it's sort of, like, one of those things where it's, like, you can kind of, like, ironically make fun of somebody or whatever, but, like, after a certain point, if you make fun of somebody a million times over... It stops being like, oh, you're just like ribbing me a little bit, like, haha. It's like, no, you're just kind of. Oh, it's like, it's real. Yeah. So, unless the other shoe drops at any point soon, I feel like Sammy's gimmick is just like, no, the WWE just really wants to bully him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm just, I'm in my head, I'm like comparing like this story. With what's going on with Cody Rhodes and how, like, Tony Khan recently said in an interview that recently, like, like in the past few months, Cody has not gotten a reaction that they didn't want. And it's like, that's like great writing if, if you are getting the exact reaction you want and the crowd is still like, is, is this serious? Is this not? Like, what, what's, what's happening? That, that's, very smart, but then you have the stuff with Sami Zayn. It's like, what? Is, what is? It's two different kinds of what is happening. But one of them's just like, like them just being extremely lazy with Sami and just not want, not being able to pull the trigger for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it feels like there's like a hair in front of my face, and I can't get it. That makes me so mad. Like I like feel like. I'm like I'll be like like slapping my face because I'm like mm. like like how Sometimes, you slapped my head earlier. Wait, there was a mosquito on Mark's head, and I was nice enough to. There was no try proof. There was no proof. There, there was, was a mosquito there was on my head. There was a mosquito on the wall. If it was I on the wall, the if it was on the wall, then why'd you smack my head? It was on your head at one point. Which means you didn't kill it. Right, but I tried. I could have just let it sit there and bite you, and then you'd have a goofy little fucking bump on your. Could have done this. Swatted away. I may as well kill it if it's near me. You just want to smack me in the head. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> Sometimes there's collateral damage. Um. So next up, uh, I'm getting tired of this. Drew McIntyre comes out. Uh, it's it's getting tired of Drew McIntyre part two. This time with SmackDown, he says it's time for an open challenge. Ricochet comes out. He says, you're the biggest guy I know. You're playing with fire, though. If you keep coming out acting the way you're acting, somebody's going to come out here and step into this ring and won't care about the flexing and catchphrases. It won't, it won't stop me from smacking you in the mouth. And he slaps him in the face. Match starts. Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. This is a pretty fun match. Yeah, I thought so. Um, the reason I'm not tired of this is because like Drew looks good and... These matches haven't been like boring. Right. It does it does utilize the roster that otherwise wouldn't be utilized because we know WWE. Um but at the same time there's I mean, okay. I shouldn't say there's no progression because I feel like we are progressing to a point of 
Drew's going to keep dominating these open challenges, and then somebody's going to come in and destroy him. I hope that's the story. I hope Seamus is that one to destroy him. That'd be cool. So Ricochet smacks Drew in the mouth, um, and then a chop pretty much breaks him in half before he gets tossed. Um, Ricochet ends up bloating McIntyre out. He kicks him in the face on the apron. McIntyre ends up dropping Ricochet on the apron, like, kind of like a, I don't know, a spine buster, I guess. Um, but, like, quite literally on his neck, which was kind of stressful. Um... Back in the ring, we get a release belly-to-belly suplex. McIntyre goes off the top rope right into a ricochet dropkick. Um, then Drew hits a brain buster on Ricochet. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen Drew do a, a brain buster. Yeah. I mean, Drew, Drew out of everyone is, is the most keen on utilizing new moves. Like, like he yeah. has a very wide... Uh, array of moves in his arsenal and uh it's so nice to see so nice it is um Berkshire ends up rolling through an alabama slam doesn't really work ends up going off the top rope and then ricochet gets claymored right in the fucking chin that was nasty oh my god yeah that was a bit much that was a bit much for me. Also, one thing I love about Drew's open challenges is we know he has a knack for letting his opponent get time and get their moves in and you just get your shit in. Like, like we know Drew loves to do that. Yeah. Sorry, there was just a very loud noise. Um... Yeah, no, I I really think that um, I think that they're building Drew up to get a chance at Roman's title, um, but I think they're they're doing it well. Drew looks good. Yeah, he's, and he, he we're not getting too many like long winded promos from him. He's not like giving us a chance to be like this is fucking boring. Yeah, and in these small matches, he's utilizing a lot of new moves, like uh, Brain Buster. He did a he did a submission last week. Um, yeah, he's he's putting he's he's caring about these matches. Yeah, despite them being so small and probably uh, just nothing to Vince. Giving him wins, though. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it is interesting that he is fighting, like, only little men. Because a big dude's gonna come in. <laughs> Bless you. Probably gonna be Ridge. <laughs> Bless you. Ridge yeah, because he did say he liked Seamus, and Seamus and Drew had a feud. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta um, imagine they, like, fuck Ridge over, and they're like, ha ha ha. Ridge is a Seamus fanboy, and, like, he's going to end up feuding with Seamus because he's going to be like, I want to be like Seamus. Like, they would do that. I feel like they would absolutely do that. Yeah. So then we had an interview with A New Day. 
Um, Xavier says, Tonight's match will be fair, so spread knowledge that the outcome is not in doubt. Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso is probably warming up right now. We would hate to see him pull a muscle when he inevitably bends the knee. We then get Mustafa Ali and Ricochet backstage. Mustafa says, you and I should team up. Ricochet says, no, you're not a winner, you're a whiner. You're so quick to point fingers, you're just a jerk. Uh, God, and then we get a fucking happy talk with the Viking Raiders with the worst joke that Mad Cat Moss has ever given. So, starts off, they ramble a little bit, Viking Raiders come out. Corbin says, these Vikings don't, these Viking guys don't look happy at all. Rayark says, we're not here to be our, your guests. You two make us miserable. We're here to raid Happy Talk because it's corny and it sucks. Speaking of raiding, I, I, I told this to you, like, I, I asked you this while we were watching, but wouldn't it be so cool if as the Viking raiders, they literally just raided everything? Like, once an episode, you just see them trash a room. And everyone's just like, oh god, they're going to come in trash the room I'm in right now? They go and trash, like, Pierce's office. They come out, trash the ring. Uh, they go out and fuck. It's, it's, like, it's like the canyon cutter, how it will, like, surprise and could happen to anyone. It could ha mm -hmm. They could do it to anyone. They could trash the, somebody's fucking car. Yeah. Like, they actually raid. That would be cool. But no. But the only thing they really stick to is the Viking aspect and eating turkey legs, which isn't really a Viking thing, if I'm not mistaken. That's kind of more of like a medieval thing. But whatever. I think they're both applicable. Um, but uh, then Corbin says those are just Halloween costumes, and Moss makes a joke, says. How did the young woman suffocate from body odor? She took a liking to a Viking. That doesn't even make sense. They just should just hire me. They could. They could just hire you. But that's I just a rhyme. A that's not a pun. It's a rhyme. That's not a joke. It's dumb. These these jokes get worse and worse. You really do. <laughs> Miriam said, so that's what happened to Sarah Logan. That's a joke. That's a joke right there. <laughs> oh, no. See, <sighs> oh, so, I was wondering, like, what if, what if Ma said, how did Sarah Logan suffocate on body odor? <laughs> there were so many things we could have done, but we're not allowed to say Sarah Logan now, so. Yeah. Um. All right. So then we got Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Monsters, Viking Raiders. This this match was bad and pointless and stupid. Yeah, this was a hard one for me. Um. We had Eric versus Corbin to start. Corbin slung Eric off of him. Um. He still got hit with a big right hand and a big left boot. Um. Moss gets in. Ivar gets in. Eric drops Ivar onto Moss after they enter the ring. Um, Corbin then distracts, and Moss gets Eric with a spine bust, which actually I thought was very interesting. Um, it's like Moss 
is not as big as I remember him being. Um, I also do miss when Moss was like a real wrestler. That's just yeah, me. I do too. Um, right, my eyes just started hurting really bad. Nice. I feel like I put something into both of them. Um, Corbin ends up getting in. He hits the fast Corbin uh, right into a clothesline. It's nice. I haven't seen that work out for him in a while. Um, Ivar ends up hitting Moss with a side slam, uh, flying cross body. He hits Corbin. Um, Eric runs Ivar into Moss, and then Eric flips Moss. Nearly doesn't power bomb him, but he gets it eventually. Um, before Ivar goes up top, Corbin. Uh, okay, Corbin saves Moss, and then they uh, leave. They don't finish the match. All I know. My last note for this is just Pat. That's it. That's the last note for this match. I don't know what he fucking did. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what happened was Mad Cat Moss and Corbin walked out and got counted out. No, no, no. I said my last note for this match. I, I finished the match. Right. My last note, though, is just Pat. And I don't know why. I don't know what... He, didn't he yell something? I mean, he's always yelling something, but I feel like that was something notable. I don't know. Pat said something, but I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. Hmm. It would have like totally justified me being like Pat. Fucking say. Yeah. Um. After that, we had hit row backstage, and this is where shit started to get uncomfortable for me. Um. Oh! 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 Right before we went to commercial, right before we came back, or right before we went to commercial, this promo was set up. And that was when Pat said, this is going to be fabulous. And I said, oh, oh Pat, of all the people in this fucking room who's going to make a fucking side-handed comment, Shit. didn't expect it to be you, buddy. I, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, no, fucking broke my goddamn heart. And I was like, damn it, Pat. Like, I love you so much. Please don't do this to me. Yeah, but like, don't, don't do that. Don't say that. Ugh. Um, so yeah, we get a hit row. A hit row backstage. They run into Sami Zayn. He says, sometimes you gotta tell, as the locker room leader, sometimes you gotta tell uh, the guys something they don't want to hear. Your entrance was a little flat last week or two weeks ago. It sucked. You guys have potential to be huge. It's going to take a little bit of work. Uh, Top Dollar says, Do you think you could show us what you mean? Uh, and then we go to commercial, we come back. Sami Zayn comes out. And he's, he's jamming out to his shitty walkout. Like, like he's, he's really into it. He's going crazy. Um... He says, that's how you do it. That's being fearless and being in the present. Those are the qualities you need to be in my locker room. Give a SmackDown welcome to Hit Row. Hit Row comes out and they're like encouraging him. They're like egging him on to just keep making a fool of himself. Um, and, and the reason it makes me uncomfortable is just because like the, it reminds me of the people in like high school and middle school who like um, 
would would egg on the the awkward uh nerdy kid just just for laughs like have him embarrass himself just so that they can laugh at him it's like patronizing encouragement and yeah i used to be that awkward kid so i was in that position a lot i never had those kinds of actually i was never the most awkward kid in school so like I wasn't either, always, but it's still awkward. There was, because of my school being so small, there was a specific group of people that were made fun of. I luckily did not quite, quite fit into it. I was friends with some of those people, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to hit road just be a bunch of bullies. I don't want that to be their, their fucking Especially because they weren't really heels last week. Yeah, I mean, their exchange with like, Woods was, like, nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I, think... They should be tweeners. Yeah, but they're, like, not... It's, I think that's the problem right now, is that they're not tweeners. They're, like, just flip-flopping. Yeah. Which I guess is, like, like, you got the people you like, you got the people you don't like. They like Woods and The New Day. They don't like Sammy. Which I guess makes sense, but like, this was just uncomfortable. Um. So after that, we had uh, the bloodline backstage, and the Usos are getting up to go to their match. Uh, Jay or Jimmy, I, I forget which one. I, I wasn't paying attention. He says, "Us, you coming?" Roman says, "How many of your problems do I need to fix around here?" Then. <laughs> you so just leaves and uh we go to king woods versus jiminy Uso. bend the knee match yes yes i'm just trying my eye is like really upset right now all right so we get an uppercut to woods um, Woods ends up hitting Jimmy with a side Russian leg sweep and then a drop kick. Um, Jimmy ends up dropping Woods into the top turnbuckle, sends an ass to the face of Woods and then a running knee. Uh, Woods gets a right hand to Jimmy and a super kick. Uh, he hangs Jimmy up on the top rope before kicking him in the head. Uh, eventually we get a leg drop off the top rope, but it's not enough to end Jimmy. Jay then distracts as Wood goes up again. Um... Jimmy takes advantage of this. Simone drops Woods off of the top buckle. Uh, he goes for a very low commitment Uso splash into the feet of Woods, and then Jay gets caught trying to help Jimmy cheat in the same way that he tried to help uh, Jimmy cheat when they were fighting the Mysterios. Um, but Jess Carr, I believe, sees it and is like, hey, don't fucking do that. And then Woods rolls up Jimmy to win. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what is Survivor Series perchance? I don't know because they're not advertising it. Survivor Series twenty twenty one, November twenty first, Sunday. Okay, it's the day after the wedding we're going to. Um, that's that's like two weeks, and we yeah. have. Zero matches. The logic apparently is they pushed Crown Jewel so much 
that they aren't advertising for. I I literally don't know, but this is what I read. That I, I gotta be honest, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I read it and I was gonna like bring it up today. I was like, I don't know how to bring this up. Like Survivor Series is such a different thing from a normal pay per view. Like like that is your regularly scheduled pay-per-view where it doesn't matter what the feud is at the time these matches will happen it doesn't matter if if the people are feuding they're gonna have the match it's it's matches that are not based on any story they're not based on any feuds it's it's the one time aside from royal rumble i guess this is the only time when it's every match where it's all about just no obligation mm-hmm. having the matches because they have to <laughs> um but like we, we still need the survivor series teams we don't know who they're gonna be they've been doing these twitter posts or whatever asking who we're gonna pick so they know that teams have to be picked yeah but oh my god this is so ridiculous and there's no Stories happening with the mid card champions. There's no, there, there's been build for for Biggie and and Roman as we're seeing with the New Day Uso stuff. Um, there's been no nothing with RK Bro and the Usos. That's gotta happen. There's nothing with uh uh, uh who else has to wrestle in this. Let's see. Roman? Roman and Big E, they've got that uh, feud kind of stirring up. Um, Charlotte and Becky. I guess that feud's already there. It's it's there, but they haven't but touched Charlotte's it. Charlotte's out of her fucking mind. Charlotte wasn't even on the show today. Um, well, Charlotte's not on SmackDown, so. We didn't even see Shinsuke at all today. No, oh. Charlotte is on SmackDown. Yeah. Miriam said they're going to give us a brand-to-brand invitation to, like, the Raw before Survivor Series and build up the stories in those three hours. You're right. Oh, it's going to be so awful. Remember 2019 when there was the NXT invasion? That was so good. So good. Why can't we get more of that? Uh, Marcus, you just answered your own question. It was good. Oh... Imagine Braun Breaker riding in on a fucking truck with Triple H next to him and Shawn Michaels. Like, I don't even care the fact that it's 2.0 and, like, half the old NXT roster's gone. It would still be cool now. Except all the cars and shit would be, like, spray-painted rainbow. No more yellow. I don't know, man. Um, Miriam said Adam mentioned it offhand during his promo tonight and God talking about falling off a steel cage and still wrestling the next day. Man, that was, oh, uh, Adam Cole. I, I assume I was thinking Adam Pierce for some reason. <laughs> I was like, I what did Adam yeah, Pierce do that? <laughs> Adam Cole's Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano are two one of a kinds. They're going to go down as living legends, Hall of Famers to the caliber of like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah. 
I genuinely cannot believe that they had Johnny and Kyle do a dark match today. It's, I am praying that like it's a kiss of death. They just, I'm hoping that they just don't touch them because I mean, yeah. I would rather. I mean, you know why they did that? Hmm. Because their contracts are expiring, and so it's probably going to be one of those things where they're like, "Do we want you on the main roster? How are we going to use you on the main roster?" And then they're probably going to give them some shitty offer, and then uh, Red Red Dragon's back, baby. I think here's here's kind of my prediction for that. I think they're going to want to keep Kyle. They don't really have a submission based wrestler. Timothy Thatcher, Pete Dunne. That is close to coming up to the main roster. Uh. They had Daniel Bryan. Oh, here's why. They don't like submission-based wrestling, so... Well, no, they, they like Daniel Bryan. They, they, really, they liked him. They still like him. Okay, then explain why we have no other submission-based wrestlers. Drew Gulak, but yeah, he's busy training people. And being 24-7. Well, I, to be fair with Drew Gulak, I don't expect him to you know have extended storylines anymore because he's... They're probably prioritizing him to be a trainer right now. Um, but uh, I don't see them liking Johnny at all. Because what does... I, I mean, I Johnny Gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But what does he have in terms of skill set? Which is all they're going to see in his move set that the Usos don't have. That Austin Theory doesn't have. You've got both of those right there. They're, they are going to take one look at Johnny and just think they already have it. When, when in reality, they don't. I don't. Like, listen, I... I just want everyone to be happy. Yeah. I, I, I do, too. Which is why I, I want Johnny on at AEW so bad because I feel like even he wants to go there. I mean, his his Twitter in recent months has been kind of leaning towards that. I would love to see him with the Young Bucks. I'd love to see him fucking... Uh, I, the Young Bucks loved him. They, they wanted him on AEW initially when they started. Um, would love to see him with CM Punk. That'd be a cool match. God damn, that'd be cool. Um, that would actually be really awesome. Gargano and Daniel Garcia. I just think the thing that stands against both of them is that they're older. Right. And that's not what WWE wants. Yeah. And and it's that you can't even like discredit them for because it's just it's just what they're looking for. You know, they they want investments. They want people who you know, have have a longer future ahead of them, but they they don't realize that they're throwing away a ton of talent by doing that. Like Keith Lee. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't trust the main roster with anybody that I like on NXT. Damian Priest, though, Damian's the exception. They've been doing good with him. I'd say even recently with his new uh, angel and demon thing. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, at this point, they would probably do better with Imperium than NXT's doing right now. Because Marcel yeah, just wants to get actually... his dick wet. You stop. <laughs> it's true. I'm still so upset about that promo. Uh, well, there was another NXT call-up that did really well. Bailey. Bailey. Bailey, 100%. The uh, role model gimmick. Mm-hmm. Unmatched. Um, alright. So you want to go into the best of the night now? Yeah. But before we get to the best of the night, let me give a little update on the top ten wrestlers in professional wrestling. We've had a little bit of an update since last week. Oh boy. Have things changed a little bit. Alright, so. This is the top ten wrestler rankings. ELO rankings, not our opinions. It's it's objective. It's matches and shit. Um, it's across all the promotions, every promotion. So number ten, we have God's favorite champion or God's forsaken now, Miro. Number nine, one half of the Impact Tag Champions, uh, Doc Gallows. Number eight, the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch. Number seven, Darby Allen. Number six, the WWE Champion, Big E. Number five. Number five. He's five now. The AAA Mega Champion. The AEW World Champion. The Bout Machine. Kenny, by God, Omega. Number five. He, he was number one for the longest Man. time. Uh, number four, Josh Alexander, highest ranked without a title. Hmm. Number three, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle. Number two, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number one, he can be your angle or your demon, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. And nice. Damian... It it always shocks me how well they treat Damian Priest because just comparing his record with Roman Reigns, and this is taking into account house shows, but house shows still matter. Um Roman Reigns has a record twenty seven and fourteen. He is he's below fifty percent right now. Um Damien Priest, on the other hand, 38 and 4. He's only had four losses this year. That includes tag team matches, too. They are they are doing something with him, having him win every house show, having him win every match he's in. Like I, I don't know what their plan is, but they are treating him like a god right now. Alright. Let's get into our bests of the night, and if you have a question for our question segment, leave it in the chat, and we'll get to it after the segment, just so we have it there. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we will answer that question in the next episode. And if you're watching on the audio realm on Spotify, or listening on Spotify, uh, join the live show, twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. We'd love to chat with you live. All right. Ready to talk about promos? Mm-hmm. Promo of the night, the first one. 
Yeah, I mean, what other promos were there really? Jiminy Uso. That that wins it right there. That's fair. All right, wrestler of the night. Why am I missing a match here? What match am I missing? Oh, that match. Oh, I'm missing the Lotharios match. Okay. Um. So. Hmm. I'm gonna give you a couple options, and you pick. Okay. Drew McIntyre. Xavier Woods. Angel Garza. Can't decide. I, I think I know who I want to pick, but who do you want to pick? Probably Xavier. Yeah. Okay. That was the first name that registered with me. He's too good. He's way too good. And and glad he has a, a his own solo walkout. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that I'm glad that it's some that like it's something that he wanted. Yeah. At first, I was mad. You you thought they were changing the the new day walkout? I did too at first. Right. Or just separating them from the New Day walkout, rather. Yeah. Okay. So, as always, for our match of the night, we start from the worst, go to the best. Um, uh, and Liz will say if she agrees with the best one. So, starting off, the worst match of the night. Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss versus Viking Raiders, 3 out of 10. This was bad. I mean, just walking out in a match because you don't want to have a match. Why be a wrestler then? Why have a match? Why do this? Yeah. Why Why have this career if you're just going to run away from a, ma- from a match? And why not just have them take a loss? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't fucking make sense to me. It's bad. I don't know. Alright, next up, 5 out of 10, Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. It was a decent match. It's pretty fun. Pretty pretty enjoyable. No? Uh, love when Drew lets his opponent get his shit in. Yeah, good time. Uh, next up, I know you don't agree with having it this high, but Naomi versus Shayna Baszler. 5 out of 10. I thought it was pretty decent. I, I liked especially that DDT with her knees. I thought the first part of this was very enjoyable. Um, I I mostly just wary about the whole story because I don't know where the fuck it's going. It's going too slow. Pick it up a little bit. Move it a little faster. Yeah. You gotta have progression each week. Um, next up, 6 out of 10... Los Lotharios versus Cesaro and Mansoor. I don't like what they're doing with Cesaro. I don't like what they're doing with Mansoor. But this is a fun match because everyone in the, in this match is a damn good wrestler. It's very it's fun. True. Uh, and finally, my pick for match of the night: King Woods versus Jimmy Uso. It's, uh, these guys are fucking hell performers. It's so good. I agree. I can't not agree. Alright, so, now that we've got our promo of the night, 
match of the night and wrestler of the night all revolving around King Woods. I want to answer some questions. I'll answer a question. We've got two. Miriam asked, are you guys excited for when Disney inevitably buys WWE and we get Mickey Mouse winning the 24-7 championship? No! That would be great. I would love that. I would love that so much. Make a joke title even more of a joke. Like, just, just go full into it being a fucking joke. I remember when I heard that Disney was gonna... Or there were rumors that Disney was going to buy WWE, and I was like, okay, sure. But now? It's what they would want. I mean, I, I don't think it would change the product that much, to be honest. I think it would. I think it would be so bad. I mean, Disney bought Star Wars, and, and it took a few movies before it got really bad, and then the shows are amazing. Good. And so like, is that like is the wrestling equivalent of that? The first few pay per views are gonna be shit. No, the wrestling equivalent to that is the pay per views are gonna be dog shit, and and the te- the shows are gonna be great. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Miriam then asked a more serious question: What non WWE match are you guys looking forward to in the coming weeks? Um, I just saw that Daniel or Brian Danielson is wrestling uh, Rocky Romero um, on Dynamite. Ooh. Yeah, so that seems really cool. I'm also really looking forward to fucking finally NJPW is coming back, baby. I'm excited for Shingo Takagi versus Zack Sabre Jr. I just want to hear him scream. I just want to hear him yell about shit. That's all he does. Yeah. My favorite. Uh, I'm really excited for Kenny versus Hangman. That's going to be awesome, as we can all expect. Um, it's Punk versus Eddie Kingston is going to be fucking I heard amazing. the promo was really sick. Well, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You have two of the best promos in history. Um, but um, oh, who else? What, what other match am I excited for? Are there any good like hardcore matches coming up? Hardcore matches coming up. Ooh. Like, is, is there like a no DQ AEW match or a Impact Death match coming up, or any good GCW matches? I feel like, I feel like, like yes, but also I don't know. I think Suzuki's done with his uh his US tour. Do you think so? Yeah, I, I haven't heard him going anywhere else. Oh, I, I just don't know if he's done an Impact yet. Well, Impact, they taped all that shit. They taped, like, the oh, next couple months oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot about that. I always forget about that. I need, uh, every, every, every once in a while, I need a nice fill of, like, a hardcore match, you know? After I'm not the, hardcore matches. That's why I only like them, like, every so often. Like, after the, the uh, Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, I was fine for, like, a couple months. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I, I really want to see one again. Like, another uh, fucking Lights Out match. That would be great. Brit versus uh, Ty Conti. Lights Out. Um, you know what I realized, by the way? Hmm. You know how I was, like, kind of, like, upset because Warrior not going to be home tomorrow night? 
-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, what about Power Struggle? I'm so stupid. It's in fucking Japan. It's going to be on in five, four hours. So that means we get to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, it has been... I have not wanted to work out because I have not had any NJPW to watch. And finally, I get my fill after a week of nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I've got to go through another week of nothing. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just excited for Power Struggle. Like that, it's, for me at this point, it's not even just like a match. I'm just excited to see some Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited for the inevitability that is Josh Alexander versus Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. They should make that. Ooh, they should make that a hardcore match. Maybe a uh, uh, turning point. I think it's the next point. one. Yeah. Hard to kill. I think is coming up soon too. I think it's December. Kill's January eighth. Is it January or December? January. Um. Then the oh. Lucha Bros and FTR is going to be fucking in- incredible. Mm. Full gear. Yeah. Uh, Ty Full, Con- gear, like, hmm. Full gear alone is going to be... Gonna be I'm time. so excited for that. Yeah. Mark and I moved plans around so that we could watch Full Gear. Yeah. Um, I think Survivor Series will be fun. Big E versus Roman Reigns. Um, unless Seth takes it, if Seth takes it, it'll still be fun. Um, Shinsuke versus Damian Priest. Ooh, that's good. Um, RK Bro versus the Usos. That's a great match right there. Um, Charlotte versus Becky. That'll be a good match. We all love a good uh, uh, Survivor Series elimination tag match. Yeah, I do. I do like the five on fives. Mm-hmm. Those I can honestly say I'm excited for. I want to see. I want to see Daniel Garcia fight. Uh, I had a good matchup for him. Daniel Garcia versus. Um. Well, he would be great in a hardcore match. Oh, yeah. They should get Chris Dickinson to wrestle in AEW and have him fight Daniel Garcia. That would be a fucking amazing match. I bet you that match has happened. I'm sure it has, but I want to see it on TV. <laughs> Free TV. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to end the show? Yes. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to be sufferable. I'm going to be insufferable. Um, But if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tuned in in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, If you were watching this and you're like, damn, I hate looking at these people's faces, but I enjoy this podcast. Well, boy, howdy, do we have the thing for you. If you go onto Spotify and search the Pinfall Podcast, you'll find our episodes. They're not always right up to date. I try my best. I've got so many things going on. But I try my best. Um, and it's just audio versions of this exact thing. So. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Uh, our YouTube is The Pinfall Podcast. 
our if you want to watch the live show it's twitch.tv forward slash a pinfall podcast our twitter is at pinfall podcast i'm at the mark cameron liz is at eliza elaine two three and we'll see you all on monday for monday night raw have a great weekend